0: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast.
1: I just saw a headline that just makes me chuckle. It was uh, commanders to settle lawsuit with their season ticket holders. Semicolon admit no wrongdoing. Canty, like, I, why do I feel like on Daniel Snyder's tombstone? It's going to say Daniel Snyder admits no wrongdoing. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN yeah. Radio, and on the <laughs> ESPN app. Like, could could a phrase ever? Uh, sum up a person better than Daniel Snyder admits
2: no wrongdoing. Not only that, take it a step further. Could you think of a better phrase to define his two-decade tenure as owner of the Washington Commanders? It's perfect. It's, it's perfect. It's it admits no wrongdoing. Perfect. It's perfect. <laughs>
1: oh my lord! His neighbors, the Baltimore Ravens, made a huge move yesterday. But what does it actually mean? we are presented by progressive insurance we are on siriusxm channel 80 and the espn app oh your smart speaker too. Eight eight eight, say espn Eight eight eight, seven two nine three seven seven six. 729 3776 does the ravens signing odell beckham mean that lamar jackson is coming back to baltimore in a word no i don't buy it for a second it doesn't mean anything in regards to that it means, Canty, that the Ravens were willing to give Odell Beckham the most amount of money right out of the gate. And that's why he is a Baltimore Raven, no matter what his Instagram picture of him and Lamar Jackson FaceTiming means to anybody else.
2: Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets helped Odell Beckham Jr. get paid. And what I mean by that is. The official visit that the Jets and Beckham had scheduled for today was enough leverage for Beckham to swing a $14 million signing bonus in this one-year contract with the Baltimore Ravens, which exceeds more than anybody else was going to be willing to pay him. So it's a good deal for Odell Beckham, seeing as how he didn't play all of yash year coming off of his second knee reconstruction and I want to say four years and you're talking about his third significant lower body injury since he's been in the National Football League, for him to be able to get that kind of deal, good for him. But I don't see how this is good for the Baltimore Ravens who remain in quarterback limbo. And if they're looking at this Odell signing as the carrot that they're going to dangle in front of Lamar to get him to accept a franchise tag or a deal that has significantly less guaranteed money long-term than Deshaun Watson does, then, then they're fooling themselves, big fella.
1: Oh, listen, this is what Adam Schefter says, ESPN, NFL insider, just a little while ago on NFL Live. Since
3: we heard Lamar Jackson's trade request in early March, to the best of our knowledge, there hasn't been a team that has been willing to sign him to an offer sheet. The market has not been as robust as many people thought it would be. And there has been communication with Odell Beckham Jr., who now has reached agreement with the Baltimore Ravens. So there are a whole host of factors that you have to think have Lamar seen the Ravens in a little bit of a different mindset today than he might have over a month ago when he initially submitted that trade request before free agency began, before he had the opportunity to speak with other teams, before Odell Beckham Jr. became a Raven. And so that's what happens during the offseason. The dynamics are constantly shifting. And where they're shifting today makes it more likely that Lamar Jackson's going to be in Baltimore than he's going to be elsewhere,
1: though this story still has to play itself out. Again, in another word, no. No, it has not shifted at all when it comes to the amount of money that the Ravens are willing to guarantee. And ultimately, that is all that matters for Lamar Jackson. And I don't blame him one bit. It's nice that they got Odell Beckham, but there is no way, no way that that changes anything. And then all of a sudden, he's going to go and sign the franchise tag.
2: Yeah, I, I don't understand how this shifts back into the Ravens' favor in terms of the leverage with this situation. That's the part I don't understand with with um, Shefty's reporting. And, and that may well be the case. He might be hearing things from Lamar's camp. He might be hearing conversations that the Baltimore Ravens are having with Lamar and how they feel about the ongoing negotiations. But I, I don't see how signing Beckham and you know the additions of Nelson Aguilar – make this a more palatable contract situation for Lamar. I, I mean, he he started off wanting the Deshaun Watson deal, which is $230 million in guaranteed money. How do you go from that to taking $32.5 million on a one-year deal? I, I don't understand. That's the part that I don't get, and people that um, are close to Lamar say he's principled in his stance about what he wants contractually, so I can't imagine that – Signing Beckham is consequential in terms of changing his mindset and him being willing to play on another one-year deal. I don't see that. No, absolutely not. Are you going to
1: tell me that because I'm going to come back and play with those guys that all of a sudden that's going to enhance my chances of getting a lot more guaranteed money next year? No, it's not. Because you've already showed me how you feel about me. You've already showed that you're only willing to go to a certain point. And I, I get it. It might be appealing to the two of them that playing together would be great. But, Kenty, if there's one thing Odell Beckham Jr. is going to understand, it's that Lamar is trying to get every penny that he can. Yeah. And he would appreciate that. Because that's exactly what Beckham has been trying to do for the last year. Remember, during the season last year, it was every other day later in the year that we were talking about Odell Beckham signing with the Cowboys, and he did, then he didn't. Why? Because the Cowboys did not think he was going to be able to help them considerably at any point during the rest of the year, mm-hmm. and so let me wait to get the most money that I can.
2: Let me ask you this question. Could, could we be headed down the road of a compromise between Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens?
1: What we, does the we... compromise look like? Because to me... If we're talking about that, we're talking about a three-year, $150 million
2: guaranteed deal. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking okay. about a one-year deal. Let's call it $45 million, or one-year deal for $40 million, and Lamar Jackson, at the end of that deal, cannot at the end of this year, can't be franchise-tagged. Well, right? we, we talked about that weeks ago, and... I, if, if, it's similar to the compromise that the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo came to before training camp. Like, yeah, Lamar could, Jackson could, and Jimmy Garoppolo. No, you know? I'm not. I'm, I, I know what you mean. I, 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 I'm not trying to say that Lamar Jackson yeah. is Jimmy Garoppolo. What I'm saying is if you're Lamar Jackson, would you consider that? That way you, you have an opportunity to go into the marketplace unencumbered and the team that would be acquiring you would just be spending money and not draft capital. Draft capital that they can then use to surround you with the requisite supporting cast to compete for a championship. I'm just saying, if you're Lamar, would you consider doing something like that? If the NFL owners are going to hold this line when it comes to the guaranteed contracts, would you consider doing that for 2023 and and trying to go into the 2024 offseason a free agent, a true free agent, without being franchise tagged, without having the Baltimore Ravens with the right to match any offer sheet that another team would throw out there.
1: Now, if I'm not mistaken, here's the only reason why I would consider doing it. At one point, I thought more about doing it than I would now. How much does the cap does? – isn't next year the year of a major influx of money? Yes. So the cap would go up, we think, considerably next year.
2: Yeah, it went up $16 million this year. They're saying it's going to go up even more next year. Now, what that exact number is, nobody knows. They have to wait until after the season. Um, but, But, yeah, it's going to go up, you know, upwards of $20 million plus. So, yeah, it's going to be a huge jump. See, for me,
1: if I'm Lamar and I'm at this age, 25? 26. 26. Just turned 26, yeah. Let's do this. Give me my three-year, $150 million deal guaranteed. Let's do that. You can completely guarantee it, but I'll do it for three years. That's my compromise. That way, at 29, I'm still a free agent, and if everything went wrong, at least I got a nice, sizable chunk of change. Is that fair? I'm
2: I'm with you. I don't know that they're going to go... My point is this. If you're Baltimore, you've already, you're already at one year's $32.5 million. If you're Lamar, you're saying, I don't want to play for that. I want the Deshaun Watson contract. We're not close to that. So why would I sign a deal long-term with Baltimore? Uh, I, 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 guess, I guess what you're saying is there's more financial security in your three-year compromise than the one-year deal. The question is how much does Lamar want to bet on himself? And how much does he believe that the marketplace is going to explode? Because remember, this is a guy that said he wanted to be a billion-dollar athlete. And, and we've seen the players that are more willing to go year to year are the players that make a whole lot of money in this league. If you don't believe me, ask Kirk Cousins, the king of average, and look at how much money he's made. So I, I just I, – if, if you're Lamar, do you start to consider, based on what the Baltimore Ravens are trying to do on the offensive side of the ball – a one-year proposition that allows you to be a true free agent, no franchise tag, no transition tag in 2024. It's a legitimate question. I think, I think I think that I, I think that's a question we got to throw. I think that it's is rare. a question. That is a question that only Lamar Jackson can answer. And I could see merits for going with both propositions. Your deal and In what I'm proposing, I, I don't like it because I think Lamar Jackson has already proven his worth in this league. Mm-hmm. But I do also understand the combination of draft picks and the amount of guaranteed money that you would have to sink into Lamar. It it becomes it becomes a, a proposition that's not for everybody in the NFL.
1: Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, eight eight eight, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine. 3776. So we want to hear from you on Lamar Jackson. Does the Ravens signing Odell mean Lamar's coming back? Should Lamar consider the proposition that Canty just put out there? One year deal, 40 some million, can't franchise me next year. 888 say ESPN, 888 729 3776. In 30 seconds, the other. Big-time quarterback on the move this offseason. If springtime is kicking your hiring season into full bloom, then you need Indeed. Their powerful all-in-one hiring platform makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post and get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed Meet your job description. You can e- even conveniently schedule and conduct virtual in- video interviews right from the Indeed website. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Get $75 toward your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Sounds like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are committed to one another. There's only one issue with that. The Green Bay Packers have not agreed to a trade.
4: To be honest, I got nothing on that one, guys. It takes two to tango, so we respect the process, and uh,
0: whenever it gets done, it'll get done.
5: We can wait. We have got a receiver that he's familiar with. We have got a play caller whom I saw Aaron effusively praise Nathaniel Hackett on how good of a relationship he has with him, so right, we can wait. You're not getting number one.
1: But then over the weekend, Joe Douglas goes to an event with Boomer Siason and Greg Giannotti at WFAN in New York. He's he's pouring ranch on a Jets fan at this event, and Boomer says, Are "You getting Aaron <laughs> Rodgers?" And he said, "Yeah, he's gonna be here." <laughs>
2: <sighs> Two you gotta love ranch. You gotta love Joe Douglas, man. He's oh, one yeah. of your people. The he is bald he's the, the absolutely one of my guys. No the bald doubt. and the bearded, no question about it. No question. Like you look at Joe Douglas and you
1: look at him dressed in casual. He and I could easily do ads for Destination
2: XL. Like that is us <laughs> on the cover, right there. Yeah, you, you guys could own that business. No oh, question about it. No, doubt. no question about it. But you know what? He's instilling confidence in the fan base that Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback. And and why shouldn't the fans feel confident? The Jets have let it be known from the very outset of this offseason that Aaron Rodgers is their primary target. He's their top priority. (laughs) That was an odd
1: moment or two there, Canty. That was
2: very strange. I I guess we disappeared, but the Jets hopes of getting Aaron Rodgers. Have it. Well, nobody poured any ranch on us at least. No, but my (laughs) whole point is this. The Jets are going to do what it takes in order to get Aaron Rodgers. And the reason why they don't have Aaron Rodgers now on their roster is because they haven't made their best offer to the Green Bay Packers. And why should they? We're not even at draft day yet, okay? You save your best offers for the 11th hour when when you have to absolutely do something. Isn't the phrase deadlines make deals? Yeah. But we haven't came close to a deadline yet. But we're getting close to one with the NFL draft. We've got a few weeks. We're three weeks away from the NFL draft. That is the deadline, okay? They have to get something done by that time because the Green Bay Packers seemingly want assets. They want players and picks that can help make Jordan Love's life easier. So I think that's the, the, the date that we circle, April 27th. I would be shocked if we don't have a deal done for Aaron Rodgers over draft day weekend. So let's let's look at that for a second. With that in mind...
1: You seem to be suggesting that maybe the Packers would be the team that would fold a little bit based on the fact that they want to get some help now. You know, I don't want to wait for next year. I don't want to wait for, I can wait for one pick for next year. I don't want to wait for all my picks in this kind of a deal for next year.
2: No, I wouldn't want that either. And I think if you're Green Bay looking at the landscape of the NFC, why can't the Packers compete? Why why
1: can't the Packers compete? Well, well we just why, don't why, know what the quarterback is yet. That's all.
2: Well, that that's my point though. Like the quarterback is the is the relative unknown. But you took this guy with the first round pick in twenty twenty, that was four seasons ago. Like he's got to be ready, and, and, and if he's not, it's a it's an organizational failure. And you're looking at the coaching staff, Matt Lafleur, and saying, "What the hell have you guys been doing with the kid?" So I, I, I'm just I'm just if Jordan Love is what Brian Gutekunst thought he was when he drafted him. Then there's every opportunity for the Packers to compete for a division title and a playoff spot, but it makes it exponentially easier to do that if you're talking about being able to add premium picks in the draft a couple of weeks from now. And to me, I think that's what has to be on the table in order to execute a trade. The Green Bay Packers have to demand multiple premium picks. When I'm saying multiple, I'm talking about first and second round picks. That's what it should take in order to get Aaron Rodgers. So if it's a two this year and a conditional first round pick in 2024, so be it. But to me, that would be the kind of capital that I'm looking for if I'm Brian Gutekunst before I go ahead and execute a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Listen,
1: I've said this before. I think the best thing that would make everybody happy in this ultimately, is that the Jets give them the two twos this year. It might feel like a lot. It, you want to talk about a conditional one next year? Let me ask you this question, Canty. Mm. What is the difference going to be between a second two this year, which will be at, let's say, 42 or 43? I, I, think, I think they have 41 and 42 back-to-back.
2: Yeah. No, I think it's 42 and 43.
1: 42 and 43. Okay. Yeah. What's the difference between that getting a second one of those or getting a first-round pick next year, which theoretically, if it goes the way the Jets are hoping it goes, is going to put them back in the low 20s.
2: Well, because it's the Jets and you're saying – They're counting they, on the Jets going to Jets it. Yes. 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 And the and here's the thing. The Jets are also but, hedging that too. But if it's the also Jets about the always-
1: Jets – Yes, they're trying to hedge it, but if the Jets uh, – the The idea behind the conditional pick is if he's going to play next year, right? Because if that's the case, then you wouldn't necessarily get that pick because if the Jets Jets well, this, I, he's
2: walking away. Well, I don't know that I would tie the condition to him playing in 2024. If I was the Jets, I, I would. I, 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 the Jets could want to do that. I wouldn't do that if I was Green Bay. I would tie the conditions to you know, play time, that sort of thing. Like if Aaron Rodgers starts – in you know 70% of the games or whatever they want to do whatever obscure number then they they're going to get that 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 first round that conditional pick in 2024 that's what i would do um, and i'm sure that a lot of different machinations have been thrown out there but the reality is the jets have not made their best offer to green bay and that's why the deal is not done get but to- they will they will be approaching a date where they're going to have to put their best foot forward and i believe that that will be a proposition that's too good for Green Bay to turn down. Canty
1: and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. My friends, on the way. The NBA playoffs are just about to kick off. The play-in begins tomorrow night. We need to wager. We need some good bet, bad bet. And that is on the way right after this from our friends at FanDuel. Fittingly, because Grand Slams, no hitters, double plays, they are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash play to sign up. FanDuel, official partner. Of Major League Baseball,
0: twenty-one plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Ten dollar deposit required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire in fourteen days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit FanDuel.com/RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. One eight hundred Next Step or text Next Step to five three three four two in Arizona. One. 1- 888 7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. one 800 with it in Indiana. one 800 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. one stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. one 877 hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine in New York. one 800 4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia.
1: the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions
2: apply.
5: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
0: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast.
1: I'll tell you, they're coming from fast and furious all over the place, Canty. Mm hmm. We got good bet, bad bet coming in a second. I got a little twist on the Lamar Jackson situation that we have to get into here shortly. Yeah. One that's very, very interesting. And I, is, I'm is, not it, even completely... Is it spicy? It's spicy. Or is it spicy? Is it's it extra spicy, spicy, but I'm not completely sure I buy it. And I'm going to leave it to people to determine. Okay. okay. All right. And then there is one of the great stats I have ever seen in my entire life. And it is coming... Let's say we'll give that to you in four minutes. First up, though, on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, uh, you got it.
0: We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide.
4: May the odds be ever in your favor.
0: Is that a good bet or a bad bet?
1: Ah, yes, Canty, good bet, bad bet. NBA playoffs are just about here. Play-in begins Tomorrow night with your Los Angeles Lakers in action as the seven seed hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves unless they throw any more punches and don't have any players to show up <laughs> for the game tomorrow night because right now they are too short because of two punches. Think about that. Jaden McDaniels breaking his hand by punching a wall wasn't even the worst thing that happened to the... Timberwolves in that quarter yesterday. It's
2: ridiculous, is what it is.
1: No, Rudy Gobert. In case you're just joining us tomorrow mm-hmm. night, he has been suspended by the team one game for throwing a punch at just at uh, Kyle Anderson, and of course, Jaden McDaniels is out for what is likely the rest of the Minnesota run because he punched a wall yesterday. All of that to say this: we have a chance to make you some money. With some good bet, bad bet, and here to host good bet, bad bet, Eric Arthur Hanman.
4: Eric. <laughs> That's ironically my dad's middle name. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just guessed. Let's start off with the uh, defending champion Golden State Warriors. They're facing the Kings in the first round. Uh, the Kings will have the home court advantage, though. Warriors, minus one and a half, fellas. Minus one and a half, meaning they have to win the series 4-2, 4-1, uh, or 4-0. At minus 150. Good bet or bad bet. It's a great bet. It's a great are you
2: kidding me? Good bet. Good bet all day. This is gonna be a gentleman's sweep. I think the Warriors take care of it in five because they understand the value of rest ahead of the second round. And Carlin, considering the side of the bracket that they're ultimately gonna be on, that's gonna probably be the winner of Memphis, LA. So yeah, if you're if you're a Golden State Warriors, you absolutely want to make sure that you take care of your business and you get dispatch of the Sacramento Kings, who are just happy to be here because they are ending the longest drought in North American team sports from the postseason, 16 years. I I think that they get this done done in five games. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a sweep, but I want to give a little respect to the Kings' season, and that's why I'm saying five games. Why do you hate the city of Sacramento? I don't hate Sacramento.
1: It kind of sounds like you do. Because you're giving them no chance at all To even stay close in the series. I would say, I I don't want to give up a game and a half. I don't want to say the Warriors have to win by two games. They're going to win the series. I don't think that's a good bet. In fact, that's a bad bet. Next.
4: All right, Cavs minus 125 to win the first game of the series against the Knicks and the series. Good bet, bad Uh, bet.
1: Yeah, that's a good bet. I think the Cavs are going to win this series. And I think they will absolutely win game one. Can't eat. Donovan Mitchell is going to want this in the worst way.
2: <laughs> there is no question about it. That's a good bet and Knicks fans are going to find out the difference between good players and star players. Star players show up in the playoffs. That's what it's all about. And quite frankly, big fella, the Knicks don't really have any star players. They got a couple of good players. They don't have any star players. The Cavs have a star in Donovan Mitchell.
4: Mm. Next. All right, the Philadelphia 76ers coming in third Excuse longest. Out-
2: <laughs> Who were they?
4: 76ers? Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to know what I said. But they're plus 450 to win the Eastern Conference. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Canty?
2: Uh, I'm going to say, I mean, I've been riding with the Sixers, so how can I not say that? Yeah, don't a good bail bet. now. Like, plus, don't plus be a fraud. Plus, plus 450. I got to roll with them, man. I got to roll with them. It's got a little bit of juice to it, and I get it. The Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis saying he should have been the MVP the last five years in running. I get why people would gravitate toward those two teams. And I understand why folks would be skeptical of Doc Rivers being the coach of the Sixers. But Joel Embiid is special. And don't look now, but Tyrese Maxey has come along as the third star on his team. And James Harden has fully embraced the point guard role. He is the facilitator, but he could also step up and get you a bucket when you need it. Remains to be seen whether or not he can do it at the most timely uh, of times in the postseason. But I like this Sixers team. I think they can create some some interesting problems for the top two seeds in the East. So I'm going with good bet at plus 450 to win the East. I'm going bad bet. I'm going bad bet. And the reason is
1: twofold. Number one, Milwaukee's winning the East. They're the best team. That's all there is to it. Number two, uh, I, I, I would say it's a it it would be an improved bet if Miami ends up as the seventh seed because Miami and Boston, that is the last thing the Celtics want to see in round one. The last thing. But I still think it's a bad bet. Next and last one
4: on the Lakers. Yeah, the, the Lakers are coming in at plus 700 to win the Western Conference. Carlin, go bet, bad, bad bet. Suckers bet. Don't do it.
1: Canty <clears throat> and the Laker hype machine, the Laker elite, would have you believe that this is a championship-level team. It is a team that cannot get out of their own way most of the time. That is what we call...
2: A sucker's bet. No, it's happening, and you need to get used to it. The Lakers are coming out of the Western Conference. Be okay with it. It's happening. Anthony Davis, (laughs) you can make an argument, has been the best player since the trade deadline in the Western Conference. He's been that damn good. So, yeah, healthy AD, healthy Braun, Lakers out of the West.
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Canty, here is what is one of the greatest stats of all time. Did you see our guy Udonis Haslam yesterday?
2: I did. I did see throwing
1: you. it down with two hands on the alley oop. He gets a rocking chair uh, to celebrate his retirement from the Miami Heat. Canty, he? With twenty-four points yesterday, forty-two-year-old Udonis Haslam scored more points in a game than Ben Simmons did in all forty-two games he played for the
2: Nets this year. <laughs> Wow! Oh, that's sad. That is really, really sad. Oh, think about I don't think all sad of the things that it. Brooklyn did to build that roster up to to make it a place where stars wanted to come, and then the stars left that franchise in shambles. In Canty shambles, and, I tell you,
1: Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. A new little development regarding Lamar Jackson. That's next. Sit tight. We're back in moments on ESPN Radio.
5: Right now, get $5 off any 8 Corner Pizza with code 8 SAVE. That's the number 8 S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8 Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8 SAVE. That's the number 8 S A V E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to
0: be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.
1: So, was. Lamar Jackson involved in recruiting Odell Beckham to Baltimore or not? Cantina Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. There are now some reports out there that Lamar was, quote, actively involved. That was from NFL Network in recruiting Odell to Baltimore. Now, it seems we all understand that right now the the Ravens, have most of the leverage over Lamar just in terms of where he's going to play next year. But Mm -hmm. Lamar has leverage in if he is going to play at all next year. Absolutely. So, with that in mind, do you buy the idea that Lamar would have gotten involved in actively recruiting Odell Beckham? We've got the the odds. That was my fat finger. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Come on. Kenty, I'm sorry. The mouse got in the way. <laughs> it happens. The mouse got in the way? Of my fat finger.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> the mouse got in the way of your fat fingers. The irony that we actually work for the mouse. Uh, That's yes, a fair in, point. In Disney. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> after you fat-handed it. No, here's the thing. I, I don't know if I can necessarily buy the fact that Lamar was... <clears throat> was giving Odell assurances over the weekend that he's going to be the quarterback just because we don't know the length that Baltimore is willing to go when it comes to a contract for Lamar. Like, everybody presumes that the Ravens have put their best and final offer on the table. Well, what did I say about deadlines making deals with the Jets situation? The Jets have not put their best offer to the Green Bay Packers on the table for Aaron Rodgers. Much in the same way, the Ravens have not put their best offer on the table when it comes to Lamar Jackson. Why? Because they don't have to. How long do we have before they actually have to play meaningful games? You're talking about the beginning of September. We're a long ways away from that. It's just the beginning of April, bruh. So if you're Baltimore, it's not a situation where you have to put your best foot forward. Now, there is the deadline to sign franchise tag players to long-term deals, that will be July 17th. But we still got plenty of time to that date. So if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you're just trying to do things uh, that can make the roster over in a way that would make it more palatable for Lamar to accept the deal that you have on the table. But make no mistake, the Ravens have not put their best offer on the table for Lamar Jackson, and that's probably what Lamar is waiting on listen if
1: I'm Lamar there's the possibility that I have come to the realization that I'm gonna have to play for the Ravens but I'm gonna make them sweat as long as I can I'm gonna I'm gonna get every penny out of them that I can and there is going to come a time where they have to figure this out now you brought this up earlier it's something that we talked about a few weeks ago but maybe we're getting closer on this that they give him a one-year deal that is for a number somewhere in the mid-40s, and then next year they cannot franchise tag him. Now, if I'm Baltimore, would I go for that? I don't know. Like, I would prefer to find a compromise where that's, let's talk about a three-year fully guaranteed $150 million deal.
2: Well, see, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't have it both ways. Why? You can't say you don't want to give me the long term guaranteed contract because you're concerned with injury and then why I propose a shorter deal than say, Well, we want longer than that if we're gonna lock you up. That 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 you can't you can't you can't have it both ways if you're Eric DaCosta. Okay. It's either you're concerned about what a long term deal with those type of guarantees look like with a quarterback that has the style of play that Lamar does, or you're gonna say, you know what? We'll do this one-year proposition. We'll see where we're at. You'll have an opportunity to play in a new offense with better weapons. And if and if it turns out that you're the guy that we thought you were, an MVP caliber player that can help us contend at a championship level, then we'll give you the bag that you're looking for. But if you're not, then we let you walk off in free agency and we figure out another plan at quarterback. I, I think that's... I mean, that's the that's the compromise. That's Lamar Jackson leaving $100 million based on the reported offer that Baltimore had on the table. That's him leaving $100 million on the table and saying, I'm willing to bet on myself. And it's up to the Baltimore Ravens to decide whether they want to accept that or if they want to play hardball. If they play hardball, they might have to deal with the reality that they don't have Lamar at all this season. Okay, if you're Lamar right now, you had the choice. Which one are you doing? Oh, I'm taking a short-term deal. Meaning the one right?
1: year and I'll bet on myself or the three
2: one year. year and I'll bet on myself. If there, if, if there is not a long-term deal in place, I'm taking the one year and I'll see what happens next 2024.
0: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on the ESPN radio. Plus you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.